Hi, and welcome to the Wanaka Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Eastwood, and today I'm sitting down with the witty and hardworking Duncan Spear. Duncan and his family own and operate the iconic Puzzling World that we've all grown up with and loved here in Wanaka. Puzzling World has continued to grow and create amazing optical illusions, as well as offer impeccable customer service. An international tourist destination, COVID has certainly been a huge factor for this family to face. Enjoy this open and honest chat with Duncan as he walks us through the operations of the business as well as home life. You're in for a treat. Enjoy. Hey Duncan, how are you? Good, thanks Jess. How's things? Good, thank you. Have you had a good day? I have had a good day. Awesome. Yeah, talking about lights and stuff for our new, new house we're building. Oh, exciting. Yeah. All the finer details. So much so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, um, we've got you here obviously to discuss Puzzling World and all the wonderful things that come with that and learn a little bit more about you and your family. But I thought um, instead of plunging into it like I normally do, like an impatient Aries, <laughs> I would hit you with some quick fire questions. Oh, go for it. So let's just um, break the ice with, if you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? Any food right now, right. So probably wouldn't be right now just because it's sort of an evening treat, but um, we can't go past chocolate, can you? Nice. No. So, you know, once the kids are down and, and you know, you've had a stressful day, there's, there's nothing better than chill out in front of Netflix and get six squares or eight squares if I'm good. Oh my gosh, you're uh, so, you're so I know. well contained. It gets portioned for me from Heidi, so, yeah. But, you know, that's there. Definitely chocolate is my, is my vice. Um, any sure. particular flavour? Whitaker's almond. I think nice. almond is, is probably up there. Um, every now and then we'll, we'll, we'll flip back over to a Cadbury flavour, but no, Whitaker's <laughs> is pretty much the, um, the gold standard for us. Nice. It sounds like a sponsored yeah. ad for Whitaker's yeah, almond chocolate. Yeah. Well, well done. Uh, uh, what colour is your toothbrush? Oh, um, a recent change actually. Uh, black and white. Nice. Um, yeah, which was a, a good move because um, I was probably nicking my daughter's blue and white generic <laughs> toothbrush because ours was the same colour. Okay, so, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Any animal? Um, I'd probably go with a goat. Okay. Um, because, you know, I can be stubborn at times. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> what else? Um, I do sometimes grow a beard. So, you know, goats are a bit beardy, aren't they? And um, generally I eat anything, you know, so. Um, you eat anything? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd go with a goat. Okay. Um, I used to have goats, you know, as a, as a kid. As a I used kid. to grow up in the in the hills of Huntsbury with, some, with a lot of land up there, and used to graze goats on the property. But how uh, many goats would you have on the property? Or at any one time, probably two or three. Oh. Yeah, um, they'd be tethered on a, on a chain. Um, but um, didn't go well for one of my goats named Darcy. Um, he fell off a little cliff uh, that was oh. on the property, and poor Darcy, he he, he didn't survive. <laughs> that was the end was, of Darcy. Um, no, hanging at the end of the chain. Not. Oh, God. Not a great way to go. Oh, this is so that terrifying. might have been the last goat we had. So uh, Okay. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'll go with goat. <laughs> <laughs> In a nice roundabout kind of way. <laughs> um, what is one of the things you would put on your bucket list? Sure. So I guess I'd always wanted to learn how to surf, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I um, you know, growing up in Christchurch and, and holidaying up in Tochinui, um, Golden, Golden Bay sort of area, Beautiful. always loved the waves and... Um, you know, I always loved body surfing and, and whatnot, yeah. but never actually learned to jump on a board and surf. Yeah. Obviously now, uh, disability-wise, that's yeah. not going to happen. Um, so um, really, it's about travel. And for me, I think New York City is 
the one place I'd love to get to, you know, just the vibrancy and... Amazing. And I've never been yeah. there myself either, and that's on my list too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to get there. And, well, in general, the east coast of the States really looks, yeah. you know, pretty interesting. I've been to the west coast before, but, um, yeah, haven't ventured over there, so... Yeah, I think New York City for me would be would be up there. Fingers crossed we can get you there at yeah. some point in the next few years. Three, four, five years well, maybe. Anyway, yeah. who yeah. knows what's coming. That's cool. Nice one. Um, who's your favourite superhero? Um, I'm going to go for Robocop. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was on TV again a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I had not seen that since maybe the wow. 80s when it first no. came out. And uh, my brother and I used to watch these sort of films. He's, he's four years older than me. Okay. And um, we used to bond over these sort Aww. of things, these kind of, you know, superhero films like Robocop and, and um, these sort of vigilante movies, yeah. you know, Charles Bronson and things like that. Yeah. And, and we'd just, you know, we'd have these silly one-liners to each other all the time, you know, from Top Gun and, and oh, uh, things cool. like that. So, yeah, I mean, Robocop, he was sort of, you know, for me, probably one of the earliest, um, uh, you know, cop hero yeah. sort of uh, characters like I, a role I model that you just yeah you know just a just a badass you know yeah. getting out there and uh, and cleaning up the streets you that's know? cool I like that one nice yeah. who do you admire the most I'm not gonna pick any one person um, for this I think for me um, volunteers I think uh, volunteers oh, yeah. around here especially yeah. I think are amazing people um, I mean, we're, as you know, involved in the challenge races, the junior challenge. Yes. We sponsored that for many years and, and, um, and also Takakano nursery plantings, things like that. Mm. So we, we get involved in that. And, you know, uh, when you go to these events and you see how many volunteers are involved, giving up so much of their time, mm. you know, um, it's, it's quite inspiring. I mean, we went up to um, Diamond Lake for a recent planting with Takakano. Yeah. And um, just the amount of people in there bush bashing and getting themselves cut and scratched yeah. to plant a few plants and just for the greater just, good, just, yeah. exactly for the greater good and, and um, yeah that, that really brought it home to me how important volunteers are um, to everything around here really. oh that's a really cool answer I love that one oh, cool. thank you a, yeah nice one um, what is your favorite summer activity so I mean again pre pre disability yeah. it was sort of uh, golf and, and tennis and things like that used yeah. to you know, do a lot of that um, but the last four or five years I've been coaching cricket Yes. So junior cricket, which I absolutely love, you know, seeing these kids, and I'm talking, uh, you know, I started with my boy Cohen, who's now um, uh, 10, mm. so when he was six, you know, he and his mates at primary school, mm. we get a bunch of them together and, and we teach them how to play a bit of cricket, and you know, through to now when they're playing the second year of hardball cricket and seeing mm. the skills develop over that time is really awesome to see. So um, you coach them weekly? Yep. You're the coach yeah, and then yeah. you're at the games. Correct. Yep. So that's a lot of time to yeah, dedicate yeah. as well. Well, look, you know, it's Friday afternoons and, and Saturdays. Um, With your boy. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, that's, you know, yeah, I mean, Pete would know as well. Yeah. I mean, he does get involved in, in the football. Well, I've seen you also there, step so. in and be coach when Pete's been away from the football side of things. And it's you're probably more just uh, yeah, me trying to live vicariously through, I love it. Uh, through, through the kid, you know. <laughs> no, it takes, a, yeah. it takes someone special to be able to... Be patient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patience is, is certainly up there. No, I, I wouldn't put that one of my top virtues, but, um, yeah. Well, no, you, you've, you've faked it all the time <laughs> that I've seen you. Yes, uh, a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? That's a loaded question. That is a tough one too, isn't it? If a movie was made about me. Um, so I saw a film recently um, called 
can cast with yeah. um, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Will Concussion, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the one, so. Um, know the one, and I've so, spent a long time being concussed, so it, yeah, it that's runs true. close to my heart. Of course, so, yes. yeah. So, for those of you who don't know what it's about, it's um, a doctor in the States who was the first to really uh, draw a conclusion between um, concussions that NFL players were getting over there with uh, bringing on these massive neurological mm. issues later in life and bringing on early onset Alzheimer's and things like that. So, you know, I played a lot of rugby and I used mm. to get a lot of knocks and a lot of concussions. Mm. And back when I was playing, it probably wasn't, the, the protocol wasn't as tight as it probably could have been. And um, I do wonder whether there has been some, you know, ongoing things from that yeah, for right. me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I watched that with interest, anyway, that, that movie. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so the, what, what would you call that? A sport drama, I think you'd call it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And who would play me? Um, well, only because I've been mistaken for this guy once by some drunk publican in, in Edinburgh many years ago. Uh, I'll go for Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Seriously, this guy ran out of the bar. Heidi and I were walking along on a Friday night. This guy ran out of the bar and said, Hey, 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 hey this, this mate, he, he reckons you're Matt Damon, are you? I'm like, no. Oh, I'm you should sorry. have claimed it. I know. If I, put it, if I thought about it hard, I put an accent on it. It could have been really funny, but no. Oh, well, (laughs) 15 seconds of fame. That's right. right. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, and last of all, if you could be any flavour of ice cream, what flavour would it be and why? So when you say ice cream, the first thing that comes to mind for me is rum and raisin. Um, (laughs) I guess I like rum and raisin. Yeah. I mean, I I grew up with a father who always had rum and raisin. It was always his flavour. So I probably thought, look, when I'm old enough and, and, and you know, Mature I, I dare to have some alcohol, maybe rum and raisin <laughs> ice cream is the way forward. Um, but in terms of why, why, other than that, other than sort of having that sort of, Connection. you know, lineage to, to, yeah. to dad and, and all things about being an adult, um, I guess I, I like things sweet. So, you know, I've talked about chocolate already. So we've got, <laughs> got uh, rum and raisins. Um, and while we're at it, he's drinking a Coke and raspberry. I am, so yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm a partial to rum and Coke too, so. Nice. Yeah. Rum and raisin. Yeah, you've got some interesting answers there, Duncan. <laughs> I'm looking forward to digging deeper into right, this right, we'll see how we world go of yours. So if we just sort of tell all of our listeners um, a little bit more maybe about Puzzling World to begin with. Um, I'm sure most people know about this iconic wonder, but why don't you tell us what the business is? Sure. So Puzzling World, 1973 mm-hmm. was when it began. Um, my mother and father-in-law... Uh, Stuart and Jan um, started it um, from nothing really. I mean, they uh, they came down to the Wanaka THC, which is now the Wanaka Hotel, after mm. being at the the uh, Mount Cook THC, which is now the Hermitage. So mm-hmm. they transferred to the Wanaka operation, and a couple of years in, they sort of thought, well, you know what, um, Wanaka is a really up and coming place. Um, the ski fields are starting to think about commercially. Um, opening up mm. so potentially there's a, a all-year um, sort of resort sort of feel going on so why not get into tourism ourselves mm. and so they um, they banded around a few ideas mm. you know from opening up a cafe on, on the restaurant to having a waka tours on the on the lake yeah. to various other things and um, they decided on a maze as an idea wow what a like flip yeah it's... well Stu grew up in Hampton okay. um, suburb of uh, London not far from Hampton Court Palace maze which yeah. you know, oh, those okay, of you so... know is the most famous maze in the yeah. world huge maze and so as a boy he would have seen how popular of a concept course. a maze would be um, but very early on they decided they didn't want to plant a hedge maze because that takes years and years to grow sure. to the right density and things so they thought well why don't we just build it with wood 
you know, they can do it quickly, much fairly cheaply. Yeah. And um, yeah, so they, they scoured around the place, um, Alexandra, Queenstown, um, other side of Mount Iron to where we are now. Right. And then they finally found this plot of land where we are now and Stu pasted it out and found it was a perfect size for a good size maze and, and another building, uh, sorry, another area for business and also um, enough land for the car park and maybe even to build a little house for themselves. Yeah, right. And so that's how they decided on that on that um, bit of land. Um, and they just got to it, and within six weeks, um, uh, they, you know, a bit of blood, sweat, and tears, and they and they created themselves a one-level maze. Six weeks. Six weeks. That's fast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they got going on that. They didn't really have much building experience, so a lot of mistakes were made. Um, what? But... Just you know? like with the fence. Oh, just using, thing, using just now is it way too short. So, right. so that all pop by the first summer, they all <laughs> popped out sort of right. thing. Or using a fence stain that came off on people's clothing. Or, um, oh. yeah, just, just quite a few. A few you live and learn though, huh? Yeah, that's it. And so that's when it started. So time for the 73, 74 summer holidays. Um, they opened up with a... Um, uh, $0 day. So, sorry, not a $0 day. Uh, no price. So, they, it was oh, free cool. admission to yeah. anyone who wanted to come along. So, they're really busy that first day. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the great hope was that those folk would go and tell their friends yeah. to come back the next day and things like that when there was going to be, I think, 50 cents for an adult, 25 cents for a child. Oh. And I think they got about 44 people or something. So, they're really disappointed, really. Um, but anyway, from that, you know, um, kept on growing. Um, uh, they added a second layer to the maze, so it became, I guess, three-dimensional. Yeah. Um, and then uh, added a, a puzzle centre, so mm. people could play with puzzles while waiting for their friends in the maze. Um, a few years later, Stu opened up a shop called Illusions here in Wanaka, mm-hmm. uh, just across from where New World is now. Um, that lasted about a year, and then he packed that up, and then a couple of years later, he took that over to Queenstown, uh, where he had a shop Why did there. he only do it for a year? Just wasn't really doing what that he thought. And O'Connell Pavilion had just been opened up, so he thought, okay. I'm going to become one of the first tenants in O'Connell yeah. Pavilion, and he was offered an upstairs um, spot there. Again, only lasted a year or so. Right. Uh, and then he sort of thought, well, why not combine the businesses together? Of so course. have the illusions and the puzzles the and the maze in the same business. And um, it's just gone on from there. Same. Yeah. Gosh, and then how did uh, how are you involved, you and Heidi? How Your far do you want me to go wife? back? Really, yeah, man. That's the question. Well, at what stage did you guys get into the business? You know, sure. because you're in yep. charge now. Yep. We are. So about uh, ooh, must be eighteen <laughs> or nineteen years ago. Yeah. Stu had um, thought, right, I've worked another long summer. I've gone through all the stress and dramas <laughs> of, of you know summers here uh-huh. um, and been flat out busy. Uh, and he thought, uh, I'm a bit over it. Um, his Manager's office manager and also his shop manager had indicated they were ready to leave. Right. Um, and so she thought, well, now's the time to either offer it to my daughters um, or sell it. Okay. And Heidi and I were in Melbourne at the time. Mm-hmm. So we had been over, we'd done our three years OE over in Europe. We'd done two years in Melbourne. Uh, we were just about ready to jump on a plane and go to Japan and maybe teach English over there for a couple of oh, years. Oh, wow. What were you doing in Melbourne? Uh, I was working for a marketing agency, mm-hmm. and Heidi was working um, at the Victorian College of the Arts as a PA, oh, wow. which is strange for a surveyor, but uh, anyway. <laughs> hey, we do what we can. Well, I tell you what, working there, there, working there, she also did an accountancy um, degree online, and I think that that, that work she did there has yeah. put her in good stead for what she does here. Absolutely, sure. it all adds up, right? 
Yeah, so yeah, so Heidi's sister, who was in London at the time, and and, and um, so Kim, Kim and Heidi um, talked a lot about mm-hmm. you know was either of them ready to come back. Um, Kim wasn't. She'd really just started her journey, really. Um, whereas Heidi and I, as I say, we're about to make a change anyway. So we thought, well, maybe now's the time to go back yeah. to New Zealand and, and take on this business. You know, we did like most young folk would do. We had a five-year plan. And <laughs> if it all worked out in five years and we wanted to actually, you know, live our lives there, then so be it. Yeah. And um, here we are, what now, 17 years later. So wow. That's, that's how we came on the scene. That's amazing. Yeah. So you came back and the kind of handover process was that... Yeah. Were you guys married? Uh, you... Two years later, so yeah. Okay. So we, wow, we married here in Wow, that was nice yeah. having the olive leaf extended out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I, I you know, I, I come from, I should, I should probably say actually that um, when we came back, both the office manager and the shop manager had decided they changed their minds by that stage. Oh, they wanted to stay. Yeah. Uh, so it was quite difficult yeah. for us to yeah. sort of work around that. Um, how did you, how did you do that? Well, <laughs> To be honest, well, look, we, we just played it by the book and we actually just worked all the roles of the business. Right. You know, I think that's really important mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, we worked in the kitchen, we worked out front, we, we did maintenance, we did uh, office work. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of maintenance. Maintenance was part of my main job, actually. Mm. Um, I think that's really important to do so that you can actually um, understand um, the issues of each of those jobs for your own staff. Um, but, um, yeah, so after a few months of sort of difficult walking on eggshells around other people who were a bit antsy that family had been called in to run the business, um, we, were, we were then, um, yeah, they, they sort of uh, gone on, on their way to Departed, other jobs. Yeah. Um, we're all friends still. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's nothing, nothing, of no course. issues there. Um, and that was that. So, yeah, so Heidi looks after the, uh, well, she's the, she's the general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so she looks after the, the uh, really important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the HR and the you the know, HR, but she wouldn't come and join you today. She wouldn't, no, no, she handled that one to me. But that, that's all good. And so I look after the marketing. Yeah, and, awesome. um, and obviously we've got a maintenance man now and and, uh, and things like that. So uh, yeah, it all goes well. We 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 work in each other's space, but um, we have a defined role, yeah, so right. we don't sort of overlap and, and create too much drama. And you have two beautiful children, Cohen and Gemma. How old yes. is Gemma now? Gemma's 12. 12 still. And Cohen's 10. Nice. Yeah. Did they work in the business with you guys? Gemma has actually. So the last um, two summers and a couple of Easter's and a couple of days here and there when we're desperate, she might help out. <laughs> um, and look, and it goes it, it like well. Customer service type roles? Yes, yeah, so on, on the front to... counter, yeah. um, out in the shop so she can help. Um, explain puzzles to people mm. um, although she has found it difficult mm. that adults don't want a 10 or 11 or whatever oh, to, to, to show them how to do puzzles yeah so how do you how do you help her to navigate that kind of thing um, I guess it's just saying well look you know end of the day you can just say look I can just get just give you two hints you know and that's often enough people right. just sort of wanted to see that that rope is actually movable it can move <laughs> around that ring in a certain way and um, I don't believe it I can't do any of those puzzles <laughs> Come on in and we'll, we'll show you three or four and you go, ah, no, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. You guys are, are really great at coming and helping, you know, sitting down and having a chat, but yeah. not getting in anyone's space. I love That's that about That's definitely you guys part of what we do. You know, we, we talk about touch points a lot and, you know... Um, you know, being in a, in a service business as we are, that's Super so important, important for us to employ staff that are really good at that. Yeah. Um, and you learn pretty quickly when they're not, um, but that's fine. We can we can put them onto different roles, or we can just you know urge them Train along. Them you know, that's, yeah. 
Um, I mentioned before we started this that, that Heidi's got a, um, a wee mantra called GEMS that, that we've started up, which is you know, G-E-M-S, which is greet, um, energy, mm. um, manners, and um, also smiles. Nice. So greeting people when they arrive, you know, make sure that they feel acknowledged. Um, energy when you're around them, you know, you're not sort of dour. It doesn't matter what sort of day you've had, you pick it up and, you know, you just make them feel happy about being in the business. Mm. Um, manners, obviously, when you're taking money off people, you should be saying please and thank yous and things. It's, it's the simple it's stuff, isn't stuff it? It's kind of stuff we need taught at school. Well, it's <laughs> a, totally. I mean, you know, and smiles, you know, that, that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we find a lot of the internationals when they come in, maybe English isn't their first language, yeah. a little bit nervous about asking what's the business about and things. So we make it easy for them, we'll smile to them. We, well, we've got 18 different language translations available for them as well. Wow got lots of I guess visual aids so we can flick through screens and show them pictures of things so and, hold yeah. one second when yes, you ma'am. say you have 18 different language options mm-hmm. is that explained further so we give people a little leaflet when they arrive right you know which if they haven't listened to our spiel and many people don't they're so excited to be there Jess they want to get off in the maze <laughs> or get off in the illusion rooms and just do it get going we say, well, look, here you go here's some reading for you um, and that's obviously generically it's in English yeah. um, but we also do uh, Chinese and German and French yeah, and yeah. you know as I say 18 different wow, languages of that sort of pe- uh, pamphlet awesome um, and again that's, that gives people a real big buzz when you have an Israeli folk come in and, and you give them a yeah. copy in Hebrew and they're like oh my god you have in Hebrew it's you really know? inclusive so, yeah it's cool and again it's just it's just a simple thing you can do to make them feel acknowledged and, and make them feel you know that, that you care yeah, because you have, um, obviously, you know, you're an international destination when we could travel. Yeah, um, yep, that's right. Do, what, what would be the most common folk that are coming in? Like, where are they coming from? So we definitely follow, I guess, you know, Wanaka's um, mix, which is um, domestic travellers, I guess, 55% of what we get. Mm-hmm. Um, international makes up the rest, and of that, I guess... You know, Chinese and Australian are about the same. Right. Um, but, um, you know, we get a good mix of everything because what we offer is very visual, um, very tactile. So, so it's all, you know, it goes across languages, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. And age yeah. groups. Yeah, and age groups. And we that's constantly the reviews you see. Yeah, is, right. You know, oh, I, I came in there thinking it was just going to be for the kids. Yeah. But actually, I had just <laughs> as good a time as the kids, that, you know. So, yeah. You know, we, we like that. It's so cool. Like, you know, it's a rainy day or whatever here and head along to the maze and chuck the jacket on and the umbrellas and go yep. out and do that and then Pete and I often spend hours doing the puzzles and the kids are like okay <laughs> let's go we're like no we've got well, to finish it. it off and and we get that we have, we have to we have to remind people that adults love you know cerebral challenge yeah and they actually like to be tested we just forget um, don't we yeah, like we do. to play totally and I think that that's always been um the sort of mantra from from Stu anyway was that you know people can break up their long drive you know driving from the west coast mm-hmm. through to Wanaka or you know unfortunately Queenstown mm-hmm. um, Wanaka was just a sort of we stopping on the map way back then back in the days um, but um, it was a great way to break the journey and exercise the brain you know yeah and body in the maze too I guess so, so um, important yeah yeah um so have you found now that obviously the international tourists have dropped off yep the national you know has picked up Domestic stuff's been, been yeah. pretty good. Um, we are pleasantly surprised. Great. I mean, obviously, we'll never claw back April, May, June. Yeah. Um, but the holidays, the, the school holidays have been really good, like yeah. bumper holidays from the domestic audience. Awesome. 
Um, it's just that off-season stuff that obviously we've just got to muddle our way through. But even then, there's a lot of Kiwis who are choosing to take you know the kids out of school for a week and, and get themselves a cheap THL camper van deal, whatever, yeah. and, and head down. That's great. You know, it's brilliant. I mean, I think that's been the silver lining is that a lot of families have said, well, now's a great time to travel. Let's, you know, get Let's the cars and, and, and do some experiences around. And oh, you know, Absolutely. We have such an amazing country. Yes, yeah, we surely do. And, and, you know, we've been seeing um, nationalities we, we otherwise wouldn't ordinarily see. We've mm. had, had a lot of Pacifica families yeah. through business, through Wanaka of late, which is obviously Auckland opening up. And, um, you know, I think that, that's, been, that's been great. So, um, you know, making, you know, I, I have to say, I think Wanaka has sometimes pigeonholed itself to be a little bit exclusive yeah and so for people of all um um all types yeah if you like um to to be able to afford to come down here and, and actually visit you know um places like this is, is great yeah you know? that's good i'm pleased to hear that for you guys so yeah. when you've got you know your peak times mm-hmm. and then you've got your shoulder seasons i guess especially at the moment how many staff would you have offering? so Ordinarily, in, in, in a usual year, we'd have about 14 full-timers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three or four part-timers. And then over um, the summer season, we hire another seven or eight staff. So we got about 24 wow. um, at our peak. Um, we were lucky over COVID that um, we had three staff who were leaving organically, if you like. Right. You know, that they were going to either head back Good home anyway. to studies in, 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 in Europe or uh, one of them studying studies here in New Zealand. Mm. Um, and the rest of my, our staff were really great in that they were happy to go down to four days a week. Uh, we reduced the opening hours of the business mm-hmm. um, and just managed it that way. And mm. so, um, yeah, that's how we, how we manage that. So at the moment, uh, answer the question, long way to get there. <laughs> no, no, um, you're at right. the moment we have, um, I think, 10. Okay, 10 full cool. Times. And so yeah. regardless of 10 or 24, yep. when it comes to like, training the staff ongoing training that kind of thing yep. do uh, tell me about your training style you know everyone has different little techniques that yeah. they pull in so i guess it's quite formulaic i guess at the yeah. start you know just just to ensure we we cover the bases um we have uh you know two or three pages of orientation to literally tick list through yep um uh, we we allow three or four of the staff to be the trainers you know, um, oh, cool. in different areas. Yeah, so those um, who have been there for exactly. longer. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we're very lucky. What I mean, a cool if, if culture I, to pull I, in. If I get off topic a little bit, we're very lucky that we've had, in the 17 years we've been there, we've had five or six staff who have gone 10 years or longer. Wow. And at the moment, we've got, we've got two of them in the business. And so... So it's actually just running itself. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm never there. I've just come in today for this. No. Um, no, so, um, yeah, so we have some staff that we know we can just let them Completely trust. train others yeah. and, and they'll do exactly as, as we would expect. I mean, we don't want to train robots and so we do no. like to sort of say, look, you know, here's the spiel that, that I tend to give at the front mm-hmm. counter to make sure people know where things are and a little bit of um, safety about you know, the tilted house, things like that. Yeah. Um, but how you tell it is up to you. Your you know, way. how you get your message across is, is entirely up to you. So, um, yeah, so we we train, as I say, pretty uh, much through that particular system. But then from there on in, people uh, will train at different other. rates, you know. I mean, yeah. not everyone's going to un- get five puzzles in a day. Yeah, but, that's um, what I want to know. Yeah. Do you have to train the staff how to do the puzzles? We do. We yeah. Do. And, and again, we, <laughs> I would be terrible. At you know, this. if you ask me how I do a two or three puzzles, it'd be completely different to how someone oh, else okay. does two or three. So I'll say, look, I'm a bit of an idiot, so I'll show you my way. 
uh, but you might like a slightly technical yeah. way to go. So I'll get someone else to show you the other ones right. if you like. And look, I mean, it, it seems to work, you know. And everyone gets the hang of the puzzles eventually. Hang, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had. I don't believe it. Petrified. I don't believe I could oh, get no, them. <laughs> totally. No, we, uh, you know, I um, I keep threatening to hold you know puzzle instruction sessions like you know <laughs> I, you know so we, they get them <laughs> yeah i mean we, we we ran a rubik's club uh last term uh, oh, yeah. some kids which was great yeah. another silver lining out of COVID is that i've got time to actually do that sort of thing yeah. after, after school so um uh and a lot of the kids were, were really interested um but not just in rubik's but other puzzles as well mm. and so i thought well there's probably something in that maybe we should be offering yeah to not just do it as part of your you know admission if you like but also outside that come into the puzzle center grab a coffee grab a muffin and and we'll show you how to do two or three puzzles exactly (laughs) because i think you know once people have that little sort of nugget in their brain opened up about you know puzzle solving then that might really yeah open doors for gosh and it's so what people need at the moment you know we hear all this information about the screens and the games that are destroying our intelligence so that's right i mean uh, not not that we had massive surges on our online shop but apparently jigsaw sales and things went through the roof oh yes we were one of those families oh there you go (laughs) great um so yeah i mean that's that's another line that we're in i mean we've got an online shop as well oh cool um, yeah but we're in the process of of redesigning both our website and our online shop Mm. to be um far more um of a you know sbu in itself for the business yeah Mm. what a great idea Mm. so that's come from covid essentially Uh, yeah pretty much yeah you know i hate the word but you know pivoting you know (laughs) i love it you know (laughs) pivoting away from if we didn't have the business if we had to close up shop tomorrow we could could at least get income through the online um shop yeah yeah so Um, that would have been that's like a whole nother business really in itself yeah navigating that yeah do you are you quite busy on the online shop Uh, no it takes over it's certainly i mean you know when i first put it in must be a decade ago now or more um it was really just to stop me having to answer questions from someone saying hey i i played with a puzzle it had seven pieces there a couple of years ago uh, what's what it was called? it called and how much does it cost and what's it going to cost to send it to me it was pretty much just <laughs> okay here's our best-selling puzzles uh prices and obviously that's yeah. a regular online shop experience um but now it's gotten to the point where um look i think you know that's the medium we've got yeah. to probably yeah. embrace more and so, you know, we're going through the whole Shopify thing right now and, and um, I've got a lot of work ahead of me. I, was, I had a meeting yesterday in Queenstown and, um, yeah, there's a lot of work ahead of me to I've just to unleashed that. your headache, sorry. That's okay, <laughs> it's okay, I've got time. I've um, got time. How do you, going back to your staff and all that, how do you retain staff for 10 years? What's the secret there? Well, just good people, Jess. I know you are. <laughs> no, look, we we offer a very varied position. I mean, as I say, right. you know, we've got kitchen roles, we've got front of house roles, we've got um, uh, maintenance jobs, mm. um, you know, cafe, things like that. So, so really, within one week, you could work in all five different parts of the business. And so um, there's no reason to be bored. I guess, again, no reason to be bored because we've been a relatively busy business, mm. you know, so... Um, I think that helps motivate people to sort of, you know, be constantly interacting yeah, and things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I believe we pay really well. I think that's that's nice. obviously a key motivator for people. Yeah. Um, and we you treat value them well. your staff. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we we go out regularly for for drinks, and and you know, I get a real buzz um, that um, our staff are actually friends outside the business. Yeah, cool. You know, um, and. Um, yeah, no, I, I like to think that, that we give them enough leash that they can sort of grow as people and, mm. and um, yeah, I think 
that's how we, we tend to retain them, I hope. Like nurturing them, but allowing them to be themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's different. I mean, we have all, all walks of life, all nationalities in yeah. the business. And um, it's about you know, recognising that and yeah, clearly doing right. something right. That's great advice. Um, I wanted to ask you about the the toilets. Yes, the crazy Roman toilets. toilets. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like, who comes up with these ideas? You know, and then you've yep. got and like your illusion rooms, and yep. then the new so, complex. So look. <clears throat> That's definitely down to Stu. Right. I mean, Stu was really good at, I guess, recognizing years ago the value of photos and, mm. and, and promoting the business. And so the tumbling towers came in '93, I guess, that uh, the front line wow. of those four towers. Time really range. flows, doesn't it? And so that's yeah. So that was for people as they drive into town, bang, they can yeah. see this crazy building. What's going on here? And and they come, take photographs, send them to their friends. Um, this is pre-Instagram days, of course. Um, same with the Leaning Tower. You know, that was put on the other end of the This lawn. was when you had to climb up Mount Iron yeah. to figure out how to do the maze. Right, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what I used to do as a kid. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, Jamie Norman said exactly the same thing, Could just take a photo and yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand yeah. there for hours with my brothers. Yeah. And did it work? <laughs> no. No, not really? Well, that's the thing. You probably don't know, and I'm probably revealing a bit of a, a, bit of a secret of the maze. Go on. The key junctions are actually underneath the bridges. So you can't actually see them from when you are even on top of the bridge because it's underneath you. Oh, you guys. So it's, there's been a lot of psychology in, in designing that maze. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So so even those drones can't go up and, you know, No, drones, I'll tell you what, we, we have, a, <laughs> have actually put a sign up to say, sorry, drone zone free sort right. of area because, um, yeah, we've had a couple of incidents where they've just dropped battery and dropped out of the sky and oh, goodness. come close hitting people. Landed and so we've just had to say, like, we can't Just do ruining it. those YouTube moments. That's right. We, we do have drone footage on our on our website, which people can always have a look at if they need to. Um, <laughs> nice. That answered only half your question. What was your question, Jess? Oh, it was about... this to me. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I was talking to you about how you're retaining your staff. Yeah. And then, yes. Uh, yeah, it's late. We're both having a yeah, big day. totally. <laughs> Um, let's move on. Do you guys have a clear business philosophy that you are ruled by, or have we kind of covered that in how you? No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's probably the same. You know, when Jan and Stu first started the business, um, they thought they wanted to have a business that was fun, that um, was um, unique, and was something that um, you know they could get in and out of if it didn't work out and still have it, you know, something, rest of their life to, to come up yeah. with something new. So it was a sort of almost, almost a low investment kind of thing. Right. Um, now, the first two parts of that, being fun and unique, are obviously very key to us. Mm-hmm. We have to keep sort of pushing the boundaries about um, what we can add to the business yeah. without changing fundamentally what it is about. Um, and that's getting harder and harder because... Mm. You know, um, we've had a lot of copycats in our time, but yeah. just of late, there's been about 30 businesses open up, uh, these pop-up museums around the world called Illusion Museums. Uh. They've literally taken what we do in the Illusion Rooms and recreated it in yeah. these um, areas. I don't know how they're going now, but, um, and that's nothing new. I mean, yeah, there's been copycats sure. the business for the whole time, the whole 47 years of history. Mm. Um, so yeah, so finding unique things is becoming more and more difficult, but we've still got to keep doing that. Um, we've got to make sure what we do is in that theme of, um, you know, eccentric, you know, so keeping it, or what do we call now, the Wanaka's Wonderful World of Weirdness, you know, yes. so things that we add, whether it be exhibitions that are temporary or, or, yeah. or permanent, 
um, then it's just going to raise a smile, get people sort of, you know, thinking how, how's that possible or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, that's that side of the business. Um, and in terms of, I guess, philosophy is just, you know, um, keep pushing the business forward because if we are supporting, you know, not just one family, it's more <laughs> like two or three families yeah, now. So many. it's really, yeah, making sure that we are, you know, doing right by uh, a lot of people and um, making sensible decisions and, um, yeah. A lot of pressure on those shoulders, I guess. There, there is a bit of pressure, and, mm. and you know, less so for me, I guess, because I'm, I'm the in-law. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I don't think you can get out of it that well, easily. Yeah, yeah, like yeah it's it. true. But, um, no, I, I know Heidi um, has, has felt that pressure because, yeah. obviously, you know, it's, the business is now owned by her and her sister. Yeah. Um, her sister is living in Adelaide. Um, she's got a very keen interest in, in you know, naturally and, and the way it's run. Um, and, um, yeah, they slightly different mindsets, I'd say. Um, and certainly Heidi and I have different mindsets from Stu, who we took it yeah, over from. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's just But that's I guess that diversity helps totally, in the long run. Totally, that's right. And, you know, generational differences as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe the way we are going is the right way. Um, and, you know, I think we're far more um, community-minded now um, mm. and, you know, involved in a lot of different areas. we sort of um, got fingers in a lot more pies mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know... Um, well, online Being shopping. out there. Yeah, and also team building. So you do, you guys sponsor the Wanaka Challenge? Yeah, so Junior Challenge. The, we, sorry, um, the Junior. Yeah, yep, so 14th year, I think, next one. Well, those, yeah. we've got many T-shirts that <laughs> That's our right. wardrobes that the there's kids a, There's get. a fresh new colour for the next one as well. So <laughs> What's you have left? 14, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a tone, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Tie-dyed, maybe. Yeah. Um, very on point. There you go. And... You've got Takakano. Yeah. Yep. Any other big? So I mean, we we sponsor things up at Snow Farm. So we sponsor the the slidey thing up there to help them keep that running. Nice. Um, we used to do Kids Week up at Triple Cone. Yeah. Um, which kind of um, died a death, unfortunately. Um, we used to uh, be major sponsors in Wanaka Fest. Yeah. So when that was a thing, uh-huh. um, we used to sponsor running around Mount Hine, Um and then we did a. Um, Hosted a big uh, bra maze fence. Oh wow! Down there, do you remember that at all? I'm so there's a, it was a big can. maze that was designed of uh, security fencing that all the bras. Oh, you remember? So when the when the Cardrona bra fence got cut down, yes, and they decided right, let's cut them all down and mm. think about what we're going to do with it and have a have a charity about it. Mm. And and um, you know, Kerry Quinn, uh, yeah, very involved in that, and yeah. you know, she's a good friend, so she got us involved. <laughs> With that and Junior Challenge, Got about um, this. yeah. So, so that was cool. It was so much fun to uh, to do these sort of things. Um, and what else? Oh, we, we do lots of little things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it is just about being, you know, mindful of, you know, our audience being Wanaka folk and you know giving so back. So, how and, do yeah. you select who you're going to sponsor and who you're not? Like, you must get a lot of requests, yep. and you can't help everyone as much as I'm sure you want to. Yeah. Um, well, for us, seasonality is pretty big. I mean, right. we like to have, uh, I guess, four um, sort of marquee events, so uh-huh. one each season uh-huh. that, we, that we sponsor. Um, and it has to be, I guess, for a large body of people. Right. Like if someone comes up to us and says, my child wants to go and study at Juilliard or something, give me $5,000. <laughs> we'll say, I'm sorry, we only sponsor things that... Hopefully you know, they say that with their gyms and ask with their manners <laughs> and their right. smile. That's right. <laughs> um, 
That, that was not a specific uh, request, by the way. I made that one up, <laughs> trust me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, it, it, it just comes down to, you know, does it benefit a lot of people around town? Um, uh, obviously, yeah, in, in the case of Takakano, you know, that's cool because um, we had looked at things like possum trapping mm. and um, uh, things like that, but we just kind of didn't really want to be involved in death so much. So we thought, well, we got approached actually by, was it Nick Mills? Yeah. Could have been. Um, and we thought, well, that's perfect. That really sets yeah. us down to the ground. Not only can we help sponsor plantings, but we can also get our customers involved. So they can come up, they can add $1 to their ticket, and they can get a wee sticker. And oh, that nice. money goes direct, direct to the trust. That's so that's, that's had some good uptake. Yeah. Um, great uptake, actually, out of the backpacker market we found. Oh. We found the Kiwi Experience guys that came through were on board almost all the way. Wow. And they get a sticker for every you know, ticket bought. Kiwis not so much. I, I, I think, I guess there's not so much that sort of carbon um, guilt involved, yeah, right. maybe. Um, but yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. You guys are doing a lot for the community. Thank you. Oh, welcome. That's, that's just a start. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what else is coming. Uh, Duncan, what's success mean to you? And this can be business success and then personal success, sure. if you like. Um, it's changed over time, mm-hmm. um, but I think uh, I think balance has to be the measure of success. I mean, if you can if you can do what I'm doing now, Jess, and and, and take two days off during the week, mm. and um, and um, you know not have to be on the phone to work to see how things are going and, and, and worry about uh, how that's tracking, then mm. I think I think it's you, you, you've got there freedom. Totally, <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, but. Uh, I guess, yeah, if, if you can, um, what does success mean? That's a really good question. I know, and it's hey. mean, and That's I always right. think, like, if people asked me this, I'd be there yeah. for hours. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we, we initially, when we first came to the business, and, you know, we'd get requests every week, we'd get two or three requests from, from someone offshore who'd say, I love what you guys do, can yeah. you build one for me over uh. where I am? And so our grand plan was to, you know, go to somewhere like Sentosa in Singapore, hmm. and I know that they put a really good bid in, <laughs> and um, we'll go over there and build a puzzling world Sentosa. Yeah, wow. And we'll become, you know, we'll build 10 of them around the world, around and the we'll world. become, you know, uber rich and, and uh, successful and, and make everyone proud. But, um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, you have kids, yeah. and, and you think, you know what, why would I want to leave Wanaka for any reason, mm-hmm. you know? And are we making enough? Are we happy enough with what we've got? And yeah, so very quickly, um, even though up to about three years ago, we had an offer in Bahamas that looked likely. <gasps> I'll uh, come and build it. Yeah, I think that's not a bad place to be. Um, no, we, we aren't really chasing that so much nice. anymore because I think, as I say, it, we've got the right balance here. And, and yeah. Um, although, you know, that, that's certainly what Stu needed to do in the early days. He needed to go and chase Japan and, and yep. design 20 mazes over there and, and went up in Auckland and tour of in Australia. Mm. And, and things like that, um, because he needed the funds to keep this place going. Uh, we're obviously in the lucky position that we've picked up from yes, where he left off. Yes, but you had to keep it going. And keep it going and keep growing, years. exactly, and, and you know make sure that we are moving forward. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and plans to keep it in the family, maybe? That's are we right. grooming oh, the children? Look, I mean, we wouldn't put it on them. I think the same way that Stu didn't force the girls yeah. to do it, it was a, a genuinely a choice, you know, do you want to take the business on? If you don't, yeah. fine, I'll sell it. Um, we would we would hope that the kids came to it, mm-hmm. but we'd want them to obviously 
you know, do what we did and have their OEs yeah. and, and get in their careers a bit. And, and then, you know, if they wanted to come back to beautiful Wanaka and, and run this business, then, then brilliant. But if they don't, if they if they take some, go some different path, then so be it. I love it. Mm. No huge expectations no. that they're just going to step straight in there. Um, can we have a little bit more information about yourself? Like sure. how are you, yeah, yep. tell me about your... Uh, let's think. Uh, 1977, 70th of January, <laughs> 10 weeks premature. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, yeah, I was born, um, which I... I wow. I mean, yeah, I, I, that probably explains why I'm a little impatient now, you know? <laughs> I was just so eager to come out, wasn't I? So anyway, so um, look, I, I grew quickly anyway. Um, and uh, so yeah, so I went, so Christchurch boy, so grew up in, in the hills, in Huntsbury Hill in Christchurch. Uh, St Martin's and then went to Boys High mm-hmm. so I was like fourth generation to go there um, and that's another sort of part <laughs> of thing that's changed over the years is you know I used to think I must send my boy to right. Boys High and continue the tradition nah <laughs> no I'm, I'm I'd, I'd miss him too much to send him to boarding school and, and you know it was a good school but I think Mac would do just as well for him as well so awesome Anyway, I digress. So, no, 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 no. Christchurch Boys High. Um, <clears throat> yep, sport was big for me. Mm. Um, played a lot of rugby. Um, and as I say, tennis, got a lot of concussions. <laughs> a lot of concussions. That's right. Yep, was it all worth it? Um, and um, I followed my sister to Lincoln University, yeah. uh, where I did a uh, Bachelor of Commerce and Management. Uh, majored in marketing and uh, business communication. So that was all going to come into play later on in yeah, life? Yeah, well, well, I'd always been interested in, well, originally architecture, but oh, my yeah. maths is terrible. Uh-huh, and you need to club. have good maths to be an architect, it appears. <laughs> so I thought, right, well, that's something else. I, I've always been, you know, quite good with the, the, uh, with the words, so maybe advertising and marketing. Yeah. And um, the initial idea was to do my degree first, and then after that, go and do a degree in... in, uh, in um, uh, graphic design. Yeah. Three years rolled rolled around after Lincoln. I thought, nah, let's let's get out of here and, and get into the working world. Um, so from there, I picked up a job um, in the marketing team of three at uh, Meadow Fresh Foods. Yeah. In Christchurch, mm-hmm. um, which you know was a, a big challenge for me. I think I was probably one of the youngest, you know, in there by a long shot in, the, yeah. in that department. Um, I got actually that's where I got to, to meet the owners of this lovely establishment Matt and Anna Lamming because Matt oh. worked with me in, in uh, um, Urban Grind in, here yes right Matt worked with me at uh, Mainland Products which then bought out Meadow Fresh so I became um, the cheese specialist nice. uh, sales <laughs> there um, so yeah so again that so was a marketing department um, learned a, a lot I mean we went from Meadow Fresh Foods which was um, you know a pretty small co-op really yeah um, uh, that you know, obviously, meadow fresh milk and, and, and juice and, yeah, and, yeah. and yogurt and whatnot, and then mainland products brought us out. Wow. And mainland are, are massive, you know, yeah, so many sure. brands and, and all the industries, you know. So um, yeah, so that was a big learning curve. Um, I had an amazing boss there um, who taught me so much, you know. Um, and shout not, out to the boss. Yeah, yeah, Sheena Henderson, wherever you are. <laughs> uh, I mean, she went on to amazing things when Fonterra took over mainland yeah, and absorbed, sure. you know, absorbed them. Then she became their head of milk. Wow. So, yeah. So, from there... Do you um, think she would have played an, a role in, I guess, an influence on how you now treat your stuff? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think she probably recognised that I probably took myself a little too seriously <laughs> and, and that, you know, just to pump the brakes a bit sometimes. Yeah. And, you know what, don't worry about that person setting you that deadline. It's up to you whether you 
you know? Nice. Whether you follow through. I mean, obviously, you, you want to deliver. Yeah. But don't let other people pressure you to doing what they want, what they need. You right. Because um, otherwise, that would get ahead of what actually you need to do to make yourself feel better. Yes, for sure. Um, so, no, she was amazing. Um, so, yeah, from there, um, I had a couple of years working there, and then the OA was calling. The, the new millennium had rolled around. I just met a lovely young girl, but I'd already made plans to go overseas. So I left uh, in the middle of 2000 with um, to go or to, without to London. The lovely young I went girl. without with the idea of her following me later. Right. She, was, she was supposed to be four months later, but she came after two months. Aww. And so we had a great time. We, we traveled all around Europe and we sort of made our mind up fairly early on that we weren't going to do the regular stay in London and, and just grind it out for two years mm. and then go home. Uh, we would basically spend three months in one place, earn enough to uh, travel somewhere amazing, mm-hmm. and then go and live somewhere. D- uh, else, yeah, three months there, and just keep the ball moving. Much so, like myself, anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so that's what you did too. Yeah, we yeah. just wanted to keep moving. Exactly. And you know, we're, we're lucky that obviously we're employable. Yeah. Um, and and we just took a risk. We like taking risks and and um, keep moving. And you know, we it meant we didn't come home with much in terms of savings, but we had some amazing. Mm, but memories. if that wasn't your goal, then exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. So I went through you know Middle East and, and through Africa and through Eastern and Western Europe and um, Asia and, and whatnot and um, and uh, came back home as I say through Africa through WA and then on to Melbourne. Yeah, uh, we'd met a lot of Melbourne folk uh, on our travels yeah. and and even even non non Melbourne folk would say how Melbourne's their favourite city in Australia. Yeah. so we thought great we've got <laughs> contacts go there. there. Let's rock up to Melbourne and we did that. So we had two years living in there. Um, absolutely love that. I mean. While I say we were going to go to Japan after Melbourne, we probably would have gone back to Melbourne if we hadn't come yeah, back right. to Wanaka. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then the call came to come back here, and, and, um, and so we did. And I mean, I, I hadn't really worked... Well, I, I worked for a marketing agency in Melbourne, but I hadn't done anything uh, else in marketing until mm. coming back to here. Um, so that was quite a, a nice... I guess lesson and a different style of marketing and mm. I mean I'd always done ma- uh, marketing in the grocery industry mm. um, and there's only so many smiles you can see out of you know um, <laughs> milk promotions and cheese things so it was nice to actually be actually in front of people seeing the smiles on their faces from you providing a yeah, service to them directly. Know, that was really cool and um, a big reward so, yeah I've, I've definitely enjoyed that, that mm. switch from FMCG to yep. you know, service so it's been cool good training though um, awesome, and then then there you were for seventeen years in yep. Wanaka. Yeah. Do you think you guys would have stayed like in Wanaka? Obviously, you came back for the business, but what do you love about this place? What? Well, I mean, you know, Wanaka is, is pumping, isn't it? Mm. I mean, um, there's Sometimes. so much going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, love it or hate it, um, everyone wants to be in Wanaka. Absolutely. And there's a reason for that. I mean, you know, we've got so much of the good stuff down here. The weather's great. The cafe seems great. Um, the people the are people awesome. The people are amazing. You know? I mean... It's like a bit know, of a magnetic field, really, isn't that's it? That's right. I mean, I mean, you asked me before about who, who do you admire the most, and there's so many Wanaka folk I, I admire. I don't want to single anyone out, <laughs> but, you know, you interviewed um, Sally Carey recently, and, and Braden is, is a bit of a hero for me. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he just powers through it. He gives back to the community, you know, and Sally Phenomenal does as well. Humans, I mean, as, yeah. as a couple, they're, they're a real, yeah, people that, that, and hearing their story. But it just goes on, like, just yeah. everyone you meet yep. just, yeah, exactly. has some cool story magical story behind yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. 
It's yeah, yeah. it's definitely a cool place to live. Hey, when you uh, back at work, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, what are the main challenges that you guys face? Um, we can keep COVID off the table. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's Outside just a that, given. Because that is the challenge of the year, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, look, um, HR is every manager's nightmare, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've been very lucky that we've we've maintained core staff over so many years mm. but outside of that you get others who, who will come in and unfortunately just can't fit the brief um, or if they can unfortunately you know being in a, um, a female dominant role often you get the females who, who have a partner down here whose job will then take them somewhere else yeah, and then right. they've got to go with them and it's yeah. like oh, but you're great but um, yeah I mean it takes a lot of training um, our um, staff take on they have a lot of training to mm. sort of get get into where they need to be yeah um, so investing so, that time yeah yeah so yeah. to lose them after two to three months whatever mm. can be a bit of a bugger but that's just life you know I mean we always say we can't really expect others to do what exactly we did over in Europe for so many years you know just <laughs> oh, I could be here for ages three months later you're on the road again you know <laughs> yeah because that that's just what, what yeah we whereas when we're, you know yeah. you own the business you're yeah. But you're, and you hire internationals haul. and you expect that, you know, you, you don't want to get in the way of them experiencing life no. and traveling around the country and other parts. So, yeah, so that, that, that's the biggest, I guess, issue is, is um, not, just, not just keeping some of those staff, but also um, uh, personalities, um, you know, how to manage those. I mean, mm-hmm. um, thankfully, uh, uh, that generally goes down to the duty manager and then beyond that to Heidi. I, I back out of the room quietly. <laughs> I just I'm the walk marketer. away. I'm the marketer. Leave me alone. Sorry, I've got to coach the cricket team. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, I've got cricket to go to, exactly. <laughs> so when you guys got into the business 17 years mm-hmm. ago or so, obviously Stu would have been great at handing everything over, but was the anything else that you maybe wish someone had have told you or did you need a little angel on your side shoulder reminding you to slow down personally or um yeah I, I guess you know the way the way Stu ran the business was I guess fundamentally different to how we took yeah. it on in terms of uh you know I think he got to the stage where he wasn't that keen to keep growing mm-hmm. he was quite happy yeah um, earning what it earned and he could you know retire comfortably here and things like that but we we couldn't do that we, we had to make our own yeah. and, and and grow and um and so yeah not only did we obviously add extensions and whatnot and, and redevelop it that way but also we um you know reached out to um the uh, group market and things a lot more you right. know whereas Stu perhaps didn't believe that he needed to offer commission to get people through the door yeah you know that's just the way tourism new zealand play yeah well, um, is that you know if evolves. you want to be what they call export ready you've got to be prepared to pay the wholesalers you know to then have to pay the agents and whatever else and so we've gone from having about when we first came here about eight um uh, uh group markets to about 440 wow on our, on our books so um not saying that they all book, they certainly don't all book nowadays. Um, but um, yeah, that, that that side of the business, you know, growth through the through the groups is, is definitely um, something I wish I'd been told a lot earlier. A little it's bit something earlier. that we, we need to get into. I mean, that probably took two or three years to be convinced by you know Lake Monica Tourism right. and others that um, if you want to go to these you know tourism trade shows and actually be a real player in New Zealand tourism, you've got to play the game. Yeah, you know. Cool. Hmm. That's good advice for 
yeah, anyone, you know, there'll be well, people in the similar Yeah, is it good advice? I mean, I'm not saying be bullied into, into changing, you know, how you run the business, but I mean, sometimes no, you've just I, got to yeah. accept that there's actually um, the right way to go about growing the business. You've got to be real, right? Exactly. Like, you've got to take the emotion off the table. Exactly. And yeah. Dive deep. Yep. And see yep. what needs to change. Yeah. And that's it. And, and sometimes you do just have to take that risk. And, mm. you know, if you if you decide to give, uh, you know, a, a group a fantastic discount just to get them through the door to get them started, you never know. They might bring, they might bring through, you know, um, groups of hundreds, you know, in, in future months or years. You just don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, we, you might just get some. We've been there, you know. We, we've, we've been there aware of um, Hana Tours, which was, a, a, was is a <laughs> Korean group market. Mm. Um, uh we knew they were in town and I said, well, you know, we don't do a lot in the Korean space, so let's get these guys in, see if they enjoy it. Now, they became by far our biggest group market. Wow. You know? um, and that was just through, you know, Taking offering a them a, a great a great deal to come and just try us out. Because, again, you know, a lot of people think we're not for adults and they won't bring their adult group through, but actually Hana Tours were all adult groups. So for know? adults. So that's it. That's awesome. So, is there anything else about your business that you want to share with our wonderful listeners? Um, Apart from come along and play. Yeah, well, look, I mean, um, you know, we, we love being part of Wanaka. Mm. You know, I think, you know, um, part, of some, part of the reason we probably didn't take this offshore as well is that we do want to be, you know, keep becoming the ambassadors for Wanaka. Mm. We want to have a reason for people to come here. And, um, you know, we really enjoy that fact that, that people do, you know, state that the, que- the core reason for them to come over the hill from Queenstown whatever, was to visit um, Puzzling World. Yeah, That's sure. cool. We love that. We, we love the fact that we can get, you know, three generations at the same table and they've all been to the business over, over their lifetime. Yeah. You know, um, we love that. So, um, yeah, just please keep supporting us. Um, uh, if you want to be involved with us, then, you know... Uh, <laughs> buy yourself a passport, you know, which is our yearly pass, you know, and, and come and see yes. it for yourself, you know. Certainly, 100%. And um, come to th- your shop is fantastic for birthday presents. Thank you for saying that. For yep. all ages again. I just, yeah, I hadn't actually thought about it until we started talking about how massive a scope you have on all the ages. Yeah, well, can. we try. And, and, you know, I talk about double-edged swords a lot when I, th- when I think about some of the decisions we make because... You know, one of the things we, we don't offer in the business, which you probably know, is that we don't offer free Wi-Fi. Mm. We don't want people to sit down at a table and not lock onto the puzzles, you know. I love it. Part of what we love is having that sort of um, family... Um, connection time. Connection like, around the table. It's not really available yeah. anywhere else. And we've had, again, lots of reviews um, to say that. I loved having little Timmy actually engaged mm. and actually we're solving puzzles out together and, and things like that. So, and Dad got off his emails and yeah, joined us. for sure. So, so, you know, um, it's double-edged because obviously we also want to provide great service. Yeah. If you ask for something, we want to be able to provide it for you. But in this case, we have to explain, well, no, it, it is available for, for various apps that we want you to log into, which tell you more about the business and things. But <laughs> if you just want to log on to your Insta account or Facebook, I'm sorry, we want you yeah. to be locked onto the puzzles and enjoy what you got in front of you. I love it. Um, so that's, that's one of those things we, we do. Nice um, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good on you guys. Um, where can people, like, obviously they can come to Puzzling World. What's your d- address? Not that anyone will need it. They'll so see if you. you are popping into your uh, to your Google Maps, it's 188 Wanaka Luggett Highway. Nice. Opposite Mount Iron, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you guys on Instagram and We Facebook? are, yeah. We're on all the social feeds as, as you know, I, I do update them fairly regularly. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're on there. Um, just yeah. what's your handle, Duncan? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> Puzzling with Wanaka, I, I believe. Um, <clears throat> just Google it just or search something. For it yeah, in totally. the search bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you guys are open every day? Every day, nine o'clock um, through to four thirty p.m. Last admission. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I thank you for having me, Jess. Awesome. It's been so much fun. Great to have a chat and hear about this iconic. Puzzling world. You're welcome. Have a good night. Thanks, yes. (laughs) See ya. See ya.